This is Pete Moore wanted to officially announce the release of Time to Win Again, 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. I wrote this book over the last year. I think you're going to love it. Good to great meets Where's Waldo. Pick them up for your team. Time to win in 2022. Happy to come to your club, your studio, your company, and talk about ways we can optimize business and win going forward. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore, Halo Talks NYC, on location, face-to-face, with a B2B2C community engagement leader and visionary. Known him for several years, he's made great progress. NT, welcome finally to the show. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How have you been? I've been doing all right, man. I uh, I feel like we're on the, the, the road to recovery, but yeah. it's still got a little bit of a Hansel and Gretel where you got to kind of pick That's your right. path and it's going to be a slow roll but That's right. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back so you've been doing some great things for a lot of studios getting yep. them online yep. you know making them sophisticated so yep. they're not yep. doing you know Facebook live and Instagram live and yeah. zooming and freezing um, so give us your personal background why yep. you you know your position to do what you did and yeah. Yeah. you know take advantage of the opportunity sure so originally uh, originally from Nigeria and the Bahamas grew up in Nigeria uh, apparently, I didn't have any friends because I was coding six new six programming languages at the age of 11. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was building really rudimentary video games. They were terrible, but I still call them video games. I take credit. I came to... Uh, Things were uh, moving uh, on the screen. Yeah, there, something was Purposely. happening. Something was happening. That's right. Um, then I came to the States, um, did a little bit of that boarding school thing, and then studied engineering, electrical engineering at Cornell. Oh, wow. Worked a couple of years and then went back to business school at Columbia. Um, did a, a stint with a management consulting firm called McKinsey. Heard of them. Heard of them, yeah. And then, uh, and then I was pulled into what I call Citigroup's DARPA program. It's like their, their R&D group to come up with billion-dollar ideas. Uh-huh. So did that for a bit, and then I was pulled out to work with the president to Citigroup's, um, the chief of staff to Citigroup's president. And I was supposed to, I think, go on into a glorious future in finance. But really, I was like, you know, I started my first company already, and that company does educational video games. So imagine games that allowed kids in LA to play kids in New York while they were learning math and literacy, multiple people in it at the same time. It was that sort of what thing. What was that called? Dimension U. Still called like Dimension that. U. I yeah, like yeah. So, um, G- given how much time I see my nephew playing Fortnite and his exactly. ability to focus only on that, exactly. if that was going towards math, I think it'd be a, a lot sharper. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, and I'm determined to bring that kind of, you know, chocolate with the broccoli to fitness as well. I like so, that. yeah. So, um, so anyway, I, I uh, ran that for a number of years, raised a fair amount of money for it, and then um, came into the fitness space. And I came into the fitness space because I was injured. I had plantar fasciitis, um, which is that pain between the front and back of the feet, mm-hmm. you know, um, from running too much, et cetera. And uh, went, into the, went into the PT, and they were like, you have plantar fasciitis. I was like, damn, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds worse than Sounds it is. Sounds terrible, right? you know? And I was like, okay, Who what do I do? comes up with all these, like, I illnesses? I have no idea, you know? <laughs> I'm like, all right. Um, so I, so I, they said, do yoga, do Pilates. I was like, great. Went and did some Pilates, cleaned it up, and, and was able to stand more than 15 minutes. I was like, this is amazing. This is what my next business is going to be. Let me help the world do this. And the experience was really when I walked into the group fitness studio, my instructor, uh, private instructor, told me, come to my group fitness class. There were these three women in the class, and they said, they were talking to each other. I put my mat down, they were talking to each other, and they're like, hey, are we going to brunch after Pilates? And I was hmm. like, I like brunch. 
So I was like, hey, ladies, you know, now where are we like going? Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. You know, I was like, are we, are we going to do this? And I was not invited to brunch. Um, oh. But, but, you know, so I say, Zuckerberg, Dave, get this guy an omelet. Seriously, man. Come on. <laughs> Small violin, right? So I, uh, so I was like, wow, um, it's a community. People know each other. They like each other. They create, they create friends. I just like to say Zuck started Facebook because he didn't have any friends. I started this because I wasn't invited to brunch. Three months later, still didn't know 50, 60% of the people in the community. Right. And I was like, this is weird. We have common interests. We're in the same sort of closed room. Why are people not connecting? This you don't think it fitness. had anything to do with the foot injury that people talked about and was tweeting about? <laughs> hey, stay away from this guy. You're going to get this plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis, exactly, right? But like, just, he seems to be saying, staying on his own Pilates machine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's got socks uh, on, so something, something. invite this kid to brunch. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, uh, so I was just like, this is amazing. From a retention perspective, we believe that if you come to class, you're more likely to keep coming back if you're more connected to the other people, more connected to the clients, the instructor that's motivating you, the front desk person, it's like, sure. good to see you again. Uh, I, I, I was going to Soul Cycle like four or five days a week. And yeah. Yeah. I, it felt like a third a place at home. That's right. Uh, like, cheers, the place where everyone knows your name. Totally. So, retention play, acquisition play, bring it all together, community engagement, and use your, leverage your people mm-hmm. to help you do the business. So, that's what we did. Um, we pushed that out to a bunch of studios. We had 18 at the beginning of 2018. We're now in over 1,018 countries. We grew five times. Were you times always running COVID. it under FitGrid, or was there any other names associated? It started with? as Your Guru. That's that's what Your I Guru. Thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And initially, it started as a marketplace where instructors and trainers could find, you know, clients. That's when you and I last connected. That's when we last yes. connected. Okay. That's right. Thank you. That's right. And um, and at that point, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to be. It was ahead of its time. Like mm-hmm. it would have been perfect for COVID, right? Sure, sure. Um, I wanted it to be a place where. If you walked into New York, you could find a yoga instructor for you, regardless of whether in a gym, a studio, or mm-hmm. on their own. And the gyms and the studios at the time were like, well, that looks kind of competitive with us. So I turned it around and said, let me go to the studios first and actually bring the instructors in that way. And so that was what we started to do. Mm-hmm. So with the community engagement system, we have three pieces of software, one that's for the instructors that allows the instructors to understand um, who's coming into class and to send follow-up messages. And that increases retention over 15% and increases the amount of revenue that comes in. Then there's another piece for the, uh, for the staff person, and then there's another piece for the clients. So those three components make up the community engagement software. And you can do it a la carte, but it's really increased, um, increased the ability for people to come back and think about it like an automatic community builder. Mm-hmm. In the background, if someone could just turn on and have your community automatically connected, establish a picture-based community, get your people automatically bringing new people mm-hmm. in, automatically coming back and spending more money, and then it tells you Personally, this is when you want to send a personal message because this person, you're about to lose them or it's time to upgrade. So that's what FitGrid does. It's gotcha. been really successful. So talk about, obviously, you know, since the age of 11 doing video games yeah. and now doing community engagement software, yeah. how, do, how does somebody get onboarded? How does that interface with some of the other software systems or mind body yeah, or you know how do the pictures come in and yeah so we um so we attach the booking billing systems mm-hmm. so mind body is uh is our biggest partner okay um in that sense and then we have a sales force that we actually go out and we call the different studios and say hey here's what we have are you interested um to the extent they're interested then we latch in we go through the mind body api and that's when we start seeing the information about which classes people are signed up for which instructors they have etc etc gotcha. yeah good stuff so how did you build a team since you know you're an entrepreneur and you yeah. probably have ideas of here's my strengths which there are many yeah. i got a couple of blind spots or things that you know i need other people to do yeah so how did you think about because i think a lot of 
in one of the chapters in the book, it's like, okay, how are you going to build your, your squad? So how did you think about that, giving you out a couple of businesses before what were the first yeah. couple of hires? Yeah. You know, um, the first time, my first business I built from the top down. Right. You know, and um, that tends to be pretty heavy. You end up with uh, executives with a lot of experience who need a lot of people, you know, under them in order to get things done because they're not going back to the days when they were doing the work. In this case, we actually started from the ground up. So um, started with actually... Um, who's now our CTO mm -hmm. and our, now our head of product. And we're just the three of us in an office building this stuff out. And then we went to um, sales and then marketing client services, right? Um, but what we're really focused on was who are the people who can do the work and I can handle the strategy, gotcha. you know, in the short term and the medium term. And now we're at the place where we're really making that transition and say, okay, we're looking for the folks who've done this like two, three times, you know, before. Mm -hmm. um, in order to be some of the executives that we bring into the company. And did any of those people have any prior fitness experience? Or, did yeah, you sure. kind of build it as a fitness company and a technology company, kind of hybrid? Yeah, yeah. So the engineers definitely, they had a lot of fitness experience. They had heard about it. They knew, they knew, they knew what fitness was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, they, right, that's but they were not, that's they were not really into, okay. um, into fitness. So really on the technology side, because I feel like sometimes people come into this industry and they've got a preconceived notion of how the industry works and yeah. then want to stay within the framework of it versus yeah. coming in and saying like, this is kind of how it should work, which it seems like what you've right. done That's right. on a community engagement side. Yeah, we sort of came in and we looked at it and it was just like, you know, one of the things that we did was that I said, in order to understand this space, let me run a pop-up studio for mm -hmm. a bit. So that was something called YG Studios. And we had clients going we, through. We met, talked about that too. Yeah, That's right. Sure. Right. And so I, I looked at that, but in the background, you know, folks asked, well, why don't you spend more on the build out? Why don't you do that? And that, the reason was because there was a big cost center in the engineers that we had just watching what was happening. Mm -hmm. And some of the biggest challenges that I saw was like, I have this entire database worth of information, which is not surfacing what I need to know on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know that there are people who are about to leave because the experience, I, they haven't, I haven't talked to them. Who are right. those people? How do I find them? I know there are people who I should be shaking hands with or giving fist bumps to it, but it wasn't being surfaced in any way. And I knew that, you know, what, because it was a pop-up studio, we had very limited staff, right? And so as a result of that, I was like, how do I leverage all of these other people who are actually passionate, you know, about this to bring in more people for me? and to keep the other people there. Nobody had created software that allowed you to leverage your entire community to do that. Right. And I was like, if we could do that, then we basically multiply um, the efficiency of any, any studio. Let me ask you, um, I don't know what the right term for this is, but yeah. maybe a philosophical question. Yeah. I feel like a, a number of studios and businesses that have embraced technology feel like the technology now yeah. should be doing the work and they kind of, stop doing the in-person and kind of like yeah. say like, hey, well, I already communicate with my members. Well, you should really be doing both. Both. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. There's, there's nothing that, um, uh, you know, what I, what I like to say is that the software should surface what you need to do in person. If there's stuff that it can take care of, that's great. Mm -hmm. But if there's stuff that you really need to do in person, no client creates a relationship with an automated email or an automated text. Exactly. They create a relationship with a person, right? And so the challenge that we have is we have so much information and so much going on, like the world has become so much more complex. The real question is, how does the studio owner or manager or front desk person, how do they know who they should talk to, what they should say, and what the issue or the opportunity is? So being able to surface that right on time, 
That's what great software should do. So j just to kind of close the loop on that, the software is going to tell me certain things to do. Yeah. It's going to do some of it on its own. Correct. And it's also going to alert me to actually do things in real life That's and, right. uh, and understand. Because some, some of these dudes have like 300 members and they say, oh, I did the survey. And it's like, well, you have 300 people. Right. Like you right. can physically talk to them as That's well. Right. That's right. And, and it's not just, um, and it's not just, it's not just you. Like when we say you, we think about the, um, uh, like what you would do. We think about the owner or the manager. What we're doing is actually different. We, we consider ourselves to have sensors in the hands of each member of the community. So you have your staff member, you have your instructor, and you have your client. So when you think about an experience when a client, let's say, first comes into a studio, they actually have three experiences. The first, the first experience is the front desk person. Right. The second experience is the instructor. And the third experience are the other clients in class. What if you could trigger an interaction with each one of them, the right interaction, right. right? So that someone walks away with like, oh, this feels like my spot. That's what we have the ability to do. Yeah. I feel like a lot of locations, um, you know, hire the front desk people and they kind of view it as like, a, you know, somewhat of a revolving door. That's right. And, That's right. Um, you know, they probably get maybe a couple hours of training, mm -hmm. maybe a day. Yeah. And then don't fully appreciate that that what you just said is like my brand promise is like now in the hands of a person making 16 an hour that's right that's who right might not even have taken a class before that's right that's like right when i ask a waiter or yeah. a waitress and i'm like hey yeah. what do you recommend on me you're like oh, i haven't eaten any of that i'm like well you shouldn't like have a serving of each that's right <laughs> so you can recommend it like that's you're, right. you're a tastemaker and you're also representing this organization that's i do not know what the product is that's exactly right that's yeah. exactly right and and i think that most studios um, the owner, the reason why these owners are so exhausted is because they take so much on themselves, right? right? You can actually distribute that out if you think about it with the right type of training, as you've said. Mm -hmm. And if you leverage all the other people, the other staff, the instructors, and the clients, they just need to know what to say and when to say it. Right, right. So given that you, you, know, you ran the YG Studios, yeah. done things at Citigroup and, and large organizations have, you know, millions of yep. dollars of, of technology budget. How did you think about building a technology so the user interface is, is, is seamless and yep. also not intimidating? Yeah, so, you know, my, my perspective on this, so we, we looked a lot at, um, at popular software, you know, that was out there and sort of said, who has done this well? Mm -hmm. Who has done this in a really simple, easy to use way? Um, we believe the interface is everything, and actually one of the challenges... What, can you tell us which, which types of companies... Like, what, what do you like the best when you say, I go on this site, I'm like, man, they just thought of everything, like, everything's positioned exactly where I think it should be. What, what do you... Yeah, so actually, interestingly enough, what I thought was the most intriguing were actually the dating apps. Yeah. Because dating apps are actually really good at, at sort of grabbing your attention immediately. Mm -hmm. So whether it is on the client side, whether it is on the instructor side, how do you present something that someone gets immediately, yeah. just graphically, mm -hmm. you know, and knows what to do? So that was really great. On the, um, on the studio side, you know, it was really on the studio or the desktop interface. There we just looked at a lot of the software that was out there and we were like, I don't even know what this is saying. Like I need to study, <laughs> I need to study a manual to, to figure this out. So just starting with the idea of what would a community site look like? Well, I have a lot of people. Right. You know, and a lot of imagery around people and all that, all the rest of that. Um, and it would be more graphical. How do we surface what we call actionable information? Not numbers, not data. People are drowning in numbers and data. But how do you surface something that's like, 
this is what I need to know and what I can actually do with yeah. it. Uh, you, you touched upon something that I think is really important. Somebody said yesterday, you know, I, I look outside the industry yeah. for ideas, not just inside Absolutely. the industry. So the, 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 one of the takeaways from this should be, you know, if you're building something, figure out where else in your life you, you have this type of similar relationship or this experience like i used to go into like restoration hardware yeah absolutely you know great and, shop yeah and rh yeah. like they purposely there's no price tags on yeah. any of the yep. furniture right because they want you to go into a room and they want you to feel like you live in it that's and, right and sit down and that's experience right. and that you're not in a store you're that's basically right. in like a showroom yep that i can transport in yep what so yep. not on the technology side but what other things in your life since you're kind of like you know You've all seen a lot of things yeah. and you know a lot. Yeah. And you know, what are some of the, the, the companies or Absolutely. services you're like, you know, these guys have nailed it and I, I, I want to emulate them. It's some, or, or it's already in your brain to emulate something they do. Yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you a great, um, a great example. Um, the hotel industry. Yep. Right. So there are times when I've been fortunate enough to actually stay in some of the best hotels in the world. And I'm like, there's no reason, like when, when, um, when a Four Seasons, knows that you like a certain type of chocolate and they leave that chocolate on your pillow. Yeah. There is no reason that we can't replicate that here in, you know, in the fitness space. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so I talk a lot about and think a lot about how can we deliver software that will allow a studio to, to replicate a four star experience or if I'm sorry, not a four star, five star experience, sure, sure. five star hotel experience. Yeah. And, you know, it really doesn't take that much. They just need to know when to do it and, and how they should do it. It's funny you say that because um, I'm staying, I'm staying at a Fairmont. Yeah. And uh, I stayed here for three days. And, and by the second day, I feel like everybody knew my name, but I had no idea how because I didn't have all these <laughs> interactions. Exactly. I'm like, these people talking about me? Like, what's going on behind exactly. my back? And then, exactly. and then I realized, like, they just got a really good internal system that right. just, everyone's getting cued and it's seamless. It, it actually inspired it's one of the awesome. features inside of our instructor app where uh -huh. the instructors can actually write a note. You know, there are two types of notes that they can write. One is a personal note, like, hey, um, you know, your birthday's on Friday, right? Right. So that's just for them to know. But if they put something like, hey, NT sprained his ankle, and they put that as a shared note, everyone in the studio knows, mm -hmm. right? So now the next instructor comes, hey, I heard you sprained your ankle. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, how'd you know? It's magic. Yeah. So you try to create as many magic moments as I you like can that. from as many different places as possible. That's awesome. So, you know, given, uh, you know, this, this tidal wave uh, of COVID and, and we're on the road to recovery here, yeah. How much easier has it been to tell people like, that, look, I've been I've been preaching to you for years on what the future looks like. And <laughs> that's right. That's news, right. The news alert, overnight it, success, like, right? It's today, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, how do you, you know, is it come down to price? Does it come down to referrals? Does it come down to people, you know, looking at other data or yeah. you know having a conversation like we're having now and say like, yeah, of course I want to be like the four season. Like, just give me a software. I, I, want, I want everyone to I think be able at, to embrace us. At, at the beginning, um, at the beginning, it's well we know the technology curve right so the innovators and the early adopters we, we look for those folks and we get them on obviously when you get to the uh the mass audience they want something different so that's when we start mm -hmm. to talk about data but the good thing is that um after the data after the initial people get on board with the data it's all about social proof right so if we go for example to a, um, a franchise group or something like that then every new Every new studio that we go to, we talk about the studios that we're already in, mm -hmm. right? And so it's about landing, you know, sticking, and making sure that they have a great experience. Mm -hmm. And then you expand 
expand, 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 and go to the next person and say, this is who we have. So that's been the, the best way that that's we great. found to do it. Great. Yeah. So in closing here, and we'll meet up in New York if yeah. you want over the next couple of days, so yeah. I'm going back there tomorrow. Um, give us a couple of business quotes or some life quotes. You've kind of been a, yeah. a global citizen. So yeah. what do you got? Yeah. So, you know, best, uh, best business advice I ever received was actually from my mom, who is a doctor. She's not retired. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this is, wow, you're a business person. It's amazing. But she, she once said to me, listen, there are three things you can do in life. The things that everybody can do, the things that only some people can do, and the things that only you can do. Focus on the things that only you can do and outsource all the rest. I've been living that my entire life. It's amazing. Like Reduces stress. Shout out to Auntie's mom. See? Little words of wisdom. There you go, moms. <laughs> awesome. Happy Mother's Day. That's right. All right, but great to see you. I'm, I'm psyched to see your success. You, I'm Appreciate glad that it. the industry's finally caught up with, yeah. with your yeah. Dropbox in your brain. There, there you go. I appreciate and, uh, you. I look Thank forward you, to Pete. seeing you in the city. Thank All right, you. buddy.